Blog Talk Radio. Online 
at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm wondering who's Papa DJ here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Mwah. Okay. Well, what we got going on tonight? Ooh, we got to kick off these hot topics so we can get it going. We got a lot to talk about. All right, let's get it in. All right. We got the first one. Let's see. Let's go to Papa Didi. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Come on, Papa. What you got? Well, I tell you, I, I'm going to talk about one of my heroes, you know, because when this story came out, it really caught me strong. And I just think that uh, in the long run, this woman should be held in, in, in about as high regard as they hold uh, Rosa Parks and some other ones in. Because uh, she's, a, she's a sure trooper. She things, I'm talking about Sandra Bland, the young lady who lost her life because a police officer was so pissed off, and when he saw how much that he felt he was humiliated on national TV, on the news, and how she was talking to him, I guess he felt that he wanted to get even, and they said she was found dead, but you know the sad part about it, and I'm just going to give my little opinion on this, it wasn't just him involved in it, the police officer, you got the medical examiner and everybody else to lay that woman to rest because the verification got to be verified, 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 especially with a dead body. And when you're working with ignorance like that, when a bunch of ignorant people get 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 together and agree to be ignorant together, that is really some ignorant shit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got the, if you're going to turn, I don't care how much of a coworker, how much you like your coworker, or how much you like your whatever, you can't let somebody come and persuade you to cover up anything that has to do with somebody else's life. But ignorance is bliss. And some of these hillbillies down there in that Texas area, you know, they, they dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, I said it. They mm-hmm. dumb as a box of rocks. Mm-hmm. And they'll get the other dumb friend that got another job somewhere else to go along with it. And two or three people signing off on something. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're all right. We're all right. You know, and in results, it's just a mess. And uh, anyway, uh, the family's calling for an investigation of her death, you know, and I, you know, I, I can appreciate the family doing that, but, but sometimes you have to just kind of know in your heart what happened, you know, and uh, the girl that came to Cal, came to, excuse me, came to Texas for a new job, and all of a sudden she decided to kill herself. I mean, is that all you could have came up with? You know, it's just, it's just a matter, you know, the family of Sandra Bland. And she was 28 years old, 28-year-old woman who was found hung in a, in a Texas jail three days after she was arrested during a traffic stop, which made national news, all right? 
and their the family's calling for the case to be reopened following the release of a previous undisclosed uh, cell phone video that Sandra herself shot. Okay. Uh-huh. She shot her own situation, her own destiny. All right. Investigators discovered a video of Land's 2015 traffic stop confirmation with a state trooper on her phone two months after her death, but never informed the public that it even exists. It was said by a Dallas uh, station reporter. The cell phone video shows uh, Trooper Brian Insignia, um, mm-hmm. who was white, angrily threatened Bland with a stun gun at the pulling her over and failing to signal while turning. Really? And uh, just failing to signal while turning brings on all that. I'm sure that that trooper sees a mini hillbilly with a gun in the back of the damn pickup truck turn all the time without signaling. So come on, give me a break. You got to come on better than that. All right. He yelled at her, get out of the car. The officer shouts and Bland was was bringing out different, um, her little innuendos and her little phrases and everything. And, and they claimed it just, it just peed him off to, to no end. All right. So Bland was originally stopped on July 10th, 2015, while driving near uh, Prairie View A&M University in Waller County, about 50, 50 miles Northwest of uh, Houston. All right, she was charged with suspicion and assaulting a public servant and jailed. Three days later, she was found dead in her cell. Her death was ruled a suicide. Mm-hmm. All right, now out of nowhere, this girl woman is dead. Okay, like I said, she needs to be classified as a hero, in my opinion. Stone cold hero, because the way she was talking to that police officer with her boldness, I mean, yeah, she, she was, was very bold. I am woman, hear me roar. But have you seen the video, her cell phone video? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Because when I saw that video, that officer is telling her, you know, get out the car, I'll light you up, I will light you up. Like, how are you going to light some? And she's saying, really, over an improper turn signal, for real? Why you just give her a ticket and, well, and, and move That's on? what I'm saying. For him to start threatening that I'm going to light well, you, you know, up. Well, you know, deeply, deeply rooted racism is just, is just there. That was and crazy. And they can't help yeah. themselves. And that's what a lot of people. That's what a lot of people. Well, let me you know? ask you. Let me ask you. Do you remember what kind of car she was driving? It was a little Honda, I think. I don't. So it wasn't a flashy car. No, not at all. Very inconspicuous. No, it wasn't a BMW. And you know, police also like shake that, people no. down before they stop them. You know. But he, he, he must have had a, a, a excuse my language, but a shitty day, and he decided mm-hmm. he wanted to pull over, and she wasn't the right color. You know, that's how I feel sometimes. But that whole thing, to hear the venom in his voice, which I heard on that video from her cell phone, with him saying, I'll li- I will light you up. Where did that come from? That, my, my thing is, he's just telling her to get out the car, and she's saying, no, I'm not getting out the car. Right. You're not going to, you know, and she's basically like rebutting right. everything that he was saying, and it was pissing him off. But, uh, and then he starts talking about, I'll light you up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she, she might have feared you know, for her life. This guy's coming at me like this and want me to get out the car. I'm like, you know, because most of the time they tell you to stay in the car. You know, honestly, I didn't get the impression that she was afraid. I think she was more aggravated right. by the fact that he was being so extra right. over a turn signal stop. You know, like, really, you doing all of that? You know, it's not like you ran my tags and I'm driving without a license or expired. 
tagged or nothing like that. Yeah. I don't have a warrant out. I don't have any of that going on. Mm-hmm. You saying I didn't signal properly, and now you're demanding I get out the car because you don't like my attitude? Mm-hmm. Talking about you going to light me up? Yeah, that's crazy. That just doesn't make any sense. It's so he was so over the top, yeah. it wasn't funny. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy. So, um, when do they say they're going to start it, or they already started the investigation? They're trying to get them to, to kick it off and get it going and redo the to investigation. reopen it? They won $2 million in the wrongful death suit. But, you know, that's much money they got laying around for everybody. They that's gave it. a woman, the woman that was killed in, uh, that we talked about last oh, week. Oh, that Australian woman? Yeah, what did she get, $20 million, I think it was? It was a lot, yeah. Okay. Well, she didn't get it, but her family well, did. Well, Freddie Gray only got $5 million from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. This woman gets $2 million, so. Yeah, that was crazy. I, don't know. I, I, did, I just think that the, the whole new classification, the hero status, should be put into play. You know, I think I think that um, it should be considered to be put in that uh, African American Museum in D.C. somewhere. You know, I think that I think that museum should have a a section dedicated to people that that were unarmed people that were killed. Mm-hmm. In reference to the the school shooting just recently, right. where the two kids were apprehended. How do you how do you kill a man for selling cigarettes? Mm-hmm. You know. In uh, where was it, Staten Island? You just mm-hmm. jump on them all of a sudden, just mm-hmm. choke them yeah, to death. Them. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Eric Garner. And then you got a boy that just went in there and shot up the whole school, and you apprehend them with handcuffs. Mm-hmm. I don't, or, I don't, that, or that young boy that shot up the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to Burger King. He said he was hungry. That was crazy. So they took him to go get took some lunch. He just got killed before taking him people. to jail. What kind of shiggity? He's got done killing nine people and they I'm took like, him since when do you con uh, uh, why is it a concern that you're hungry? You just killed well, how many people I'm in the break it down to you. Nine Probably people. majority of those cops were white. I don't know for sure, but this is my take yeah. on it. They were all white. Uh-huh. And they probably said, Okay, good riddance to those you know what. Uh-huh. They didn't give a rat's rabbit's ass. That's the sad part about it. Yeah. And and the state that it probably was in, just as racist as hell. It shouldn't be like that. It's sad. But apparently you know that must be going on if that's what they're going to do. Take him to Burger King? I was so appalled isn't even a strong enough word. It just made made me just want to throw up in my mouth. I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. This dude is a murderous criminal. Nine people. And you're going to take him to go get a burger? I never heard any mess like that. Okay. Nine people laying there bleeding to death, and he taking this joint to get a Big Mac. I mean, a big a people laying under dead bodies, pretending to be dead, hoping that he won't kill them. And y'all gonna take him to go get something to eat? Uh-uh. That's so disrespectful. I'm, I get so tired of them disrespecting our people. That's the problem. You, you said the key word, disrespect. Mm-hmm. Get that. What did Rodney Dangerfield say? Rodney Dangerfield? Wasn't it him? He said he can't get no respect? Or yeah, that was him. Okay. He couldn't get any respect. You're mm-hmm. right. Yep. Can't we all get along? Yeah, that's Rodney, Rodney King. King. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, 
Lord. Different Rodney. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a classic line, though, Rodney King. It was. Mm-hmm. It truly was. And we still can't get along. We still can't. And how many years ago was that? Ooh, at least 20. At least. And we still cannot get along. They won't allow us. Because they, they feel as if we're not in the same class, unfortunately, you know. Well, speaking of folk, they can't get along. Okay. <laughs> what you got? 45 is at it again. Mm-mm. Now he's raised the tariffs on the Chinese goods, and that's going to, of course, bite us all in the butt. So most of the imports um, have now hit a 25% tariff rate on the uh, industrial and intermediate goods that are used as component parts and products that are manufactured in the United States. But about a quarter of those items on the list are consumer things like luggage, uh, baseball gloves, backpacks, furniture, lighting, stuff, all that kind of stuff. It's also going to affect your boats, like sailboats and motorboats, canoes, and all that stuff, and an odd one it affects is parking meters. Apparently, those use Chinese components. Wow. So now, to get put parking meters or to maintain them, it's going to cost more to get the parts because wow. of the stupid tariffs. Mm. So uh, it says that the Trump administration has strategically shielded most of the electronics, like iPhones and things like that, so it wouldn't be too painful for the American um, public, but the way that the tariffs act, because I was trying to understand, so is it like a direct thing? They raise it 25%, we all pay 25% more, but the way it works is it's, it's like a tax on the business that's importing the stuff from China. Mm-hmm. So if you're, say, if you got a business and you import stuff from China, you have to pay as the business a 25% duty tax when you get the product here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that money goes to the United States Treasury Department. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm trying to figure out now, how how is that? How, how <laughs> I can't even get the question out. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I'm the business person and now... China is saying, all right, y'all want to play hardball? Let's play hardball. Mm-hmm. 25% tax. Okay. So I, as the business person, I import a, a widget from China. I got to pay 25% to the Treasury Department. What are they doing with the money? I'm like, wait, if mm-hmm. this is a tariff coming from China or is this the tariff coming from the U.S.? Because <laughs> if the money's going to the Treasury Department, it, it just doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So now the Trump Department, uh, Trump administration has imposed a 10% tariff on about 200 billion in goods uh, that happened back in September, after the first round of tariffs on 50 billion from Chinese goods. So they, it's like they've been playing tennis back and forth. <laughs> you tax me, boom, I'm gonna tax you back. Right. Boom, I'm gonna tax you some more. Boom, I'm gonna tax you some more. You know, mm-hmm. remember that Atari game, Pong? Yeah. <laughs> Hit the paddle, boop, send it back over to that side, slow motion. Uh-huh. So it looks like that's what they're doing. So as of today, the United States has a 25% tariff in place mm-hmm. on $250 billion of Chinese goods. I still can't understand, with all of this tariff stuff back and forth, who's getting this money 
I and who's really paying the price? I guess that particular country is getting it. It would seem. I just got lost on the money going to the Treasury Department. That's what threw me. Mm-hmm. It's saying that the tariff acts like a tax on business. Mm-hmm. Importers have to pay the 25% duty tax when their products reach the United States. Importers. So if you're importing from China, mm-hmm. you got to pay 25% to the Treasury Department when you get your products from overseas. Mm-hmm. It just, <clears throat> I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm not following it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, they want to keep on having a, excuse me for calling it this, a pissing match <laughs> back and forth. Trump oh, on, jumping on Twitter. You know, he's trying to regulate and govern on Twitter, talking about, well, this is what we're doing, no more this and no more that. He's saying build your products in the United States and there are no tariffs. Well, that would be easy to do if everything you needed was here in the United States or if it was affordable. But just like uh, I'll give you an example. If you watch Shark Tank, you'll see how when people invent something and they say, well, how much does it cost to make? Mm -hmm. And they say, okay, it costs X number of dollars. Mm -hmm. And the sharks will tell you, oh, you're going to have to get that down. You need to take it overseas. Right. Because they're looking at the bottom line. Right. You know, why would you pay $5 per item to make it here in the U.S. if you could make it overseas for $1.50? But I'm going to ask the next crazy question. Why is it more over here than over there? Because the labor is, is cheaper. Labor is cheaper because we have unions here. And because of unions, unions are going to demand certain work environments, certain pay scales. Uh, health insurance, you know, we have all of those other benefits in the workplace here. A lot of the countries overseas, they still have kids working in sweatshops. But that's all I was going to say. The day. It's, it's considered sweatshops, and it's like, you know, do you want your business to be part of that? And some people say, you know what, what they do over there is their business. Right. They're looking at if I need this part. And y'all can make it cheaper over there so that I can reduce my overhead and increase my profit. That's what they're looking at. They're saying, hey, this is about business. You know, like they say on Shark Tank, what what's your, your uh, what they call it, your margin. What's your margin? If you're making it for $5 and selling it for $20, well, you can increase your margin if you could get that 5 down to fifty. Wow. And if you can get it down to a dollar fifty by making it or buying your pro- your parts or having it made overseas, right. that's what they tend to do. But more or less, it might be more because um, Trump is putting the tariffs on, so it might end up going back up to five dollars. It just people. might mm-hmm. with these stupid tariffs. I mean, I I guess I just feel like you know people are gonna do what they do. Yeah, if that's the way they're running their business and they're getting their stuff from overseas. I, I just don't understand why he or or the administration at all or the government has to really get in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just not understanding it. I'm sure it's more complex than what I can comprehend, but right. it just seems like, you know, let folks do whatever they're going to do and handle their own business. Mm-hmm. You know, frankly, I don't want to support companies who get their stuff done where there's sweatshops and all that going on, child labor laws, they're being violated, you know, people forced to work ridiculous hours, can't even go to the bathroom without fear of losing their job, all that crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't want any part of that. But if I don't know, you know, I'm going to the store, I'm buying whatever the product, 
Right. If I didn't do the research, I don't know what it took to make that. That's true. That's I don't know who's behind it. I right. just look at that product and say, this is what I want to buy. The right. price is good. I'm going to buy it. Right. You know, that's the way most consumers are. I'm not speaking me personally. Right. I'm saying that's the way most consumers are. They're looking for, what can I get a deal on? Right. That's true. What's on sale? That's true. They don't want. They don't know how it, what the process is to make it and, and all that labor stuff. And not into that. They exactly. Just the bottom line. Right. Wow. Okay. It's a lot. I see. So, like I said, mm-hmm. I don't really know what's behind all this tariff stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see in the days to come how mm-hmm. this all shapes, yes, pans true. out, you know. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm done. Okay. No more tariffs. <laughs> I hope not. I know they better not put tariffs on my favorite drinks. I know, that's right. <laughs> well, you'll know if your red wine starts going up, right? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> they better find them grapes somewhere else, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to protest. They're going to find them grapes locally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next one. I got this one. This is an interesting story. Concerned parent describes pressure cooker environment in the Colorado um, school shooting. Now, this Colorado school shooting was was last month? That was that, that was this month. week? Last week. Last week. I think it, it was it last was, week. Uh, it was um, this week. It was this week? It was Tuesday, wasn't it? I don't know. These days are running together. It I was know. recent, put it that way. It was, it was Tuesday. I believe it was Tuesday. Kind of similar on the lines in the Columbine. Well, you know, uh, this article is talking about uh, a parent is talking about how the kids were um, more or less pressured. Um, she felt as if they were being pressured. They lost sleep, different things that was going on with the kids, and it's like it was just a waiting for waiting for a time bomb to go off. Mm-hmm. So um, the article goes on to say one of the first things that um, she noticed was that her child and other students at the STEM um, school, Highlands Ranch, weren't getting enough sleep. The academic workload, she said, seemed crushing. The parents noticed that kids were stressing out and lashing out. She said um, she heard reports of violence, sexual assault, and bullying. Yet school officials, uh, she said, seemed to be ignoring the mounting problems. Wow. That's crazy. So when she finally picked up the phone to talk to a county school board member in December, this in December, what's this, May? Mm Mm-hmm. She said she was um, worried that a perfect storm was brewing for something like the Columbine shooting. So she'd been observing this since last year. Yeah. Okay. So, and they just, it seemed like they just pushed it underneath the rug. So the mother, who showed um, CNN evidence of her affiliation with the school, but asked not to be identified out of fear, retaliation, gave an interview Thursday expanding on her worries about the pressure cooker, quote unquote, pressure cooker environment on the campus. Mm. So um, it says when you don't listen to parents' concerns, when you don't support teachers' concerns, when you don't give teachers the kind of training that they need or the support that they need, those are the elements that we need um, for the perfect storm. Wow. Something like the Columbine or something like imminent threat to our children's safety in the school. Wow, that's crazy. It is. So she's saying that she had been observing 
the kids like feeling totally stressed out, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. Did you mention some kind of assault? Yeah. Things had been going on there in that school. Yeah. But yeah. the school wasn't doing anything about it. Right. You have all that going on. Mm-mm. So I guess this 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 child said, okay, enough is enough. If you go into a parent or a teacher or school, you know, a, a board member, and they're not doing anything, I mean, hey, like she said, like a pressure cooker. That's crazy. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? But see, that's one of those, like, talented and gifted kind of, well, I wouldn't call it that, but they're, they're focused is on, like, the higher end of education. Gotcha. So okay. STEM, you got science, technology, mm-hmm. uh, STE, ed, uh, engineering, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. So that's what that whole school's focus is on. And the kids in that school stay there their entire school life. Mm-hmm. They're from kindergarten to 12th grade. Wow. So you're not moving around going from this school to that school every three, six years, whatever. That's not These good. These kids come in there in kindergarten and stay there until they graduate 12th grade. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think that whoever designed that, and they talk about it so common on, on TV, oh, a K-12 school, I don't agree with that. Because that like you, you can't really... I, I just think that I mean, the, some people love it and other people don't. How do you love it? I've never heard of school go. I don't love it. How do you love it? How do you pay the twelve? How do you break it into those different categories? For one, how do you? Because you have to keep the people in. I mean, a kindergarten child is yeah. so far away from a ninth grader that yeah. it's not funny. Right. And and then and then the competition. Kids always want to be older than they are. You know, that's where the whole term of I'm 12 and a half years old. Yeah. That's where the, the whole half came in because they want to yeah. be. I'm 10 and, and going at, on 11. And they're in a school now where they're looking at all these different right. levels of kids. They're all trying to get higher. Right. They all, oh, oh, you're a ninth grader? Oh, my God. You're a seventh grader? I want to be a ninth grader, you know. And I, I just think that, it's, that it's, it's, it's horrible. And I just think, and even, too, what you were saying about what's going on. What got me with that particular shooting, being on that particular subject? Mm-hmm. As soon as it happened, they interviewed one guy in there, one student, who said he knew exactly who it was. Wow. He said, yeah, well, he well sure did. We, said, yeah, we knew. He said, we, as soon as I knew, heard somebody heard shooting, some shot, I knew exactly I knew, who it was. We knew exactly who it was. Now, now wait a minute. Now, oh, oh, do you, how does Trump on one level say arm the, stu- arm the teachers and arm these people and, and the teachers is lined up? To get this little gun to permit, especially in places like Texas and everything, you got a few kind of people walking around. They they almost like waiting for something to happen. But but well, how are you gonna do that when hmm. if four or five teachers got a gun and people start shooting? Who are you going? Who, who knows who got what? Hmm. When you go around different schools, different hallways, two teachers got a gun coming this way, and you get other guy who's doing a shooting coming. Who hmm. knows who's who? Hmm. I mean, you know, ain't like they were in the big black hat and the big white hat like the Cowboys did, so you know who the good guy is and the bad guy was. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just, it's uh, but, it's scary. And these but, kids are scared to death. They're scared to go to school anymore. They're scared to I death. I blame them. Can you blame them? But check this out. They said that the lady that um, kind of blew the whistle um, sent a letter to the parents disputing the woman's allegations and informing them that the school officials had filed a defamation lawsuit against the parents. 
Even though they did not know her identity, the mother told CNN this legal action is another reason she wanted to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. See? So now they're coming after her for defamation of the school, mm-hmm. even though she said, I've been telling y'all since last year mm-hmm. that these kids are losing it. Mm-hmm. They're pressured. They're, there's sexual assault, physical assault, bullying, all kind of stuff is going on up there. Mm-hmm. And we're reporting it, but y'all aren't doing anything about it. But here, here also, too, they had um online petition signed by multiple parents. Mm-hmm. And a post on Facebook page for the school district um, community also expressed concerns about the leadership of the school. Uh-huh. And, and minutes from a school um, accountability committee meeting at the school describe a quote unquote a small group of people who speak out against STEM. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people were talking, but they were ignoring it. Yeah. I guess they were saying this is a model school and yada, yada, yada. I'm not sure how long the this, this school has been in, in, in existence. That's a good question. I don't know. And who started it? That You know, sometimes you got to go by, you got to find a source. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, well, whoever it was, whoever's running that place had already made up in their mind that y'all aren't going to run us in the ground. You're not going to destroy us. We got a good thing going, and you're not going to take it down. So I think that's why they didn't do anything about those reports. Because mm-hmm. they said there was a culture of drugs, alcohol, all kind of stuff going on on that campus mm-hmm. because the kids were so stressed. With all of the, you know, things that they were expected to do. When you're there at a STEM school, they expect you to be like like, like you see on the Big Bang Theory. You're supposed to be talking physics and, yeah, you know, all this. You're supposed to know some stuff. Mm-hmm. They're expecting you to just be speaking knowledge all the time. And you can imagine the pressure on those kids when they're feeling like, I'm just not that smart, mm-hmm. but I'm here, so now i got to keep up. I got a cram for this test. You know, you see it on college campuses. Right. Kids are popping Adderall and whatever that other drug is to help you stay alert and stay awake. Well, see, but when you said that there, you went into the whole racial thing today on how people think that a white student has a better metabolism or has more smartness, and they have celebrated it, mm-hmm. which goes to show you that when you get into the trenches of it, they're not. That's not true at all. Well, not, I don't know what the racial makeup was of that school, but chances are out there in Colorado. Yeah, but that whole STEM thing and that whole, too many like you say, that color, whole, if any. that whole mile high out there in Colorado got money because the kids that did the shooting, they towed the car out of the garage because mm-hmm. he had, you know, F Society on the side of the fender written in blue spray paint. Mm-hmm. But when they went to the house, the, the, the family had a two-car garage. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're telling me I'm trying to figure out where is this boy getting these guns at, living in this big old house, got his own car already at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and then now, now so they what? They were clearly not poverty. So children. at 18, then the girl that was with him, she was under 18. She was like 16. Because yeah. they so, said she was a minor. They my question is, what is the accountability of the parents? Are you just like not even gonna go and see what what's going on? The gun that you that he shot you with, where was that brought? Mm-hmm. And why was it just laying around on the coffee table? Or something that did you even know was missing? Mm-hmm. And then you got a situation where they got divorced parents, where they live with their mom in there, and the mom just gives them carte blanche to do what he wants to do. 
You know, here's the car here. You're going to see your father on the weekend. Here, here's the car. Here's, here's $500. Here's the credit card. You know what I mean? This is like they're living up in these suburbs mm-hmm. because the parents are still young. They 30-something to themselves, and they trying to go out and get their swerve on, too. Right. So they want the child to be out. We do this weekend. Well, Mom, I'm going here. Okay, good, because I got a date. And, you know, I mean, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's right. crazy, and, you know. Well, that's really messed up that even if it is a handful of parents that are speaking out, that their voices are being shut down because whoever's running that school is basically saying, uh, no, we're not going to let you, a few of y'all, take us down. Yeah, but see, the school still needs their prestige to get their money, to make their money, to, get their, to keep their finance and to keep their whatever mm-hmm. they got going on. You know that. That's period. They're not going to defeat because everything's about the bottom line. You know, believe me, that school wants to have their recruiting still going on. They need their attendance to be what it is. What it is excuse me. And I don't understand how the how them kids' parents wasn't investigating. Nobody say you think that the kids go to the house get the car. All right, did anybody ask the parents anything? I was trying to find out how long the school has been in existence, and I, I don't see any information on it. But they were saying that um, it was kind of similar to the Columbine thing because it almost marked the 20th anniversary of the Columbine around and the you know, same time. And I'll tell you one yeah. more thing. The kids today, especially the Internet guru type, they see this stuff on the Internet. They see all this stuff about who's against, who wants to shoot up schools mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. And, and they're going to school scared to death because mm-hmm. they know there's crazy jokers out there. Right. And with their peers, they know who's been crazy they may be in 12th grade, but they know who's been crazy since the ninth grade. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here it is. I found it. They just established in 2000, um, 2011. Oh, in 2011? Oh, it's seven years old. Okay. The principal was Leanne Wayman. Hmm. Enrollment in 2016, 2017 was 1598, but it was almost 1,800 students. So they, they, yeah, they got a lot growing. of kids there. Well, from kindergarten to 12th grade. Right, they got a, a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah with a, the uh, last year was only um fifteen hundred, but they, there was eighteen hundred. What's students. the capacity? Eighteen hundred. Well, that's how many they have so far. Right, you just said enrollment last year was like almost sixteen hundred, but this year was like eighteen fifty. So it was, it was growing. Yeah, they're probably growing every year. Mhm. All right. Yeah, that still means a lot, and they want to get them kids started early on that. So. But they're just kids, man. They need to stop thinking because they're white suburban kids that they need to fit right in their peg. I don't, I don't get it. Just like that show, is academic. Mhm. I don't. I never see black schools on there. You know, it's a school in DC. A show in DC comes on ten thirty on Saturday morning. I don't want to put a plug in for it, <laughs> but it's called this academic. And you rarely see a black school. Mm-hmm. You see all these, you know. Are they what Chevy is it, college Chase. or high school? No, it's high school. school. No, uh-huh. sometimes I, I, you see some um, black schools, but you don't see no black folks. You might see some white. You see Anacostia, all three white. You might have two whites and one of Oriental. Like where they come yeah. from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. all right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Got to get some more ice. Yep. And we'll be right back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines you're listening to. The Pajama Party Show, Friday night, 
how we do it. Keep it right. Keep it tight. We'll be right back. Don't you dare move. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party 1. Your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. So, um, Red Wine, you're up with the next story. Yeah? Oh, hit it and quit it. Can you Triple crown. Triple crown. Come on with it. Yeah, this isn't like brand new news, but Triple crown in case horses? you didn't know. No, not the horses. With <laughs> no. the crowning of Chesley Crisp at the Miss USA pageant last week, there is now a trio of black women who have now claimed the crowns in three major beauty pageants mm. that include Miss America and Miss Teen USA and Miss America. All three black. All, oh, I said Miss America. Yeah. All surprised? I'm, I am surprised, actually. Really? I'm surprised that it Why? was allowed because the women really? are well, on know. top of their game. It was three different contests. How do you know? I, I'm just saying. I'm just surprised that 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 it that it got through. Yeah, but it can't keep a watchful eye on three different. I, I'm just saying. I you asked if I was surprised. Yeah, I was. Chris was a, is a 28 year old attorney from Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. who works on behalf of prison inmates, mm-hmm. and she gave a really good answer to a question about the Me Too and the Times Up um, uh, movement at the pageant uh, that was held in Reno, Nevada. The question was. If we all want to roll our eyes in unison, was whether the respective awareness campaigns had gone too far. And her response was, I don't think these movements have gone too far. She said, what the Me Too and Time's Up are about are making sure that we foster safe and inclusive workplaces in our country. As an attorney, that's exactly what I want to hear, and that's exactly what I want to see for this country. I think they're good movements. So she joins Miss Teen USA, Calais Garris, who turned heads this week or last week when she won the title, rocking a crown of natural curls, the way she wore her head naturally. Go ahead, Miss Callie. Mm-hmm. And the night before, she said she finger curled every single piece of hair in the shower, which led to a very long shower, but it was for the greater good. <laughs> okay. She said, I know what I look like with straight hair, with extensions, and with curly hair and I feel more confident and comfortable with my natural hair. She was the first Miss Teen USA winner since 1999 
to say I'm not doing the blowout and pressing, straightening, and all that stuff my hair. I'm not doing it. And in September of 2018, Miss New York, Nia Amani Franklin, won the title of Miss America after the competition underwent some um, changes. You know, they did a lot of changes. They cut out the controversial uh, swimsuit competition. And with her win, uh, Chris will represent the United States in the Miss Universe pageant, where only five black women have ever, ever won. That competition. Is that they used to run it? They used to work for Fox and uh, um, got paid. She was, as far as I know, she is. She was. She was a mess. She was being abusive to people, to the Spanish girls and everything. Mm-hmm. Then she cut out the beauty pageant thing, I guess, because she got paid from Fox with that big money. So well, she's the one that got be, rid of the swimsuit. Right. Exactly. Why? Well, Why? I mean, I do think it is kind of sexist. Okay. I know some people like it. Everybody but, likes it but you. Okay, well then I'll be by myself then. I but can do well, Wait, how can you? After all these years, <laughs> let's just discuss this for one second. Mm-hmm. After all these years, how can you go along with something that's so adverse? These are young women in their twenties. Don't you want to see them butt naked for a second just to see if they are nah. all the way live through and through? <laughs> nah. I'm just saying, not oh, I mean, not no. so much you, but. You know? I, I like the gowns. Yeah, I like but, the talent competition. Uh, I like go. the questions. You know what? The swimsuit to me is First just First of all, when they dropped it's the swimsuit, necessary. you went into the whole political correct parade. No, you asked me what now, I like. I have competed in pageants before. I never liked that part of it. But, but, but wait a minute. I've so, done it. Didn't like it. But the bathing suits were always proper. They wasn't. They weren't walking around like with cunt hairs coming out of front of them or nothing like that. I didn't say it was obscene. Wasn't everything? I never said it was obscene. Look, I know how to resolve that. They need to have a Mister Universe or whatever pageant. We can see them in the swimsuit. Exactly. I would like to see that. I I would watch that. I was over the whole can of worms. HR puffing stuff, huh? Whatever. Okay, see? I think that I always thought that the swimsuits were very respectful. They were The women who felt that they may have a little something that they were trying to maybe cover a little bit wore a one-piece, and then the women who felt like they wanted to do their thing had a two-piece. And they were always clean, decent, covering the crotch fully. No mean the butt was you always covered. You focusing on the indecency or lack of <laughs> indecency? I never said it. We don't know he likes. Wait a minute. 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 But who knows? They might bring it back. They keep I look for the nipples and the crotch. <coughs> okay, okay, what is you? I do. <laughs> All right. I do not. I look at the actual swimsuit. Next hit All right. Quiz. I'm just <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, my goodness. What you got over there, Bob? It's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Miss Political Correct. All right, more than 1,000 guns. And Powell's Van Mission was uh, stashed in a Los Angeles mansion. In a plus Los Angeles neighborhood located located a stone throw away from the Playboy Mansion, 
Uh-oh. And the multi-million dollar homes of celebrities like Jay-Z, Beyonce. Oh, watch out now. Uh, authorities on Wednesday made a uh, staggering discovery. More than 1,000 guns and thousands of rounds of ammunition were found stashed in this mansion in um, uh, Humbly Hills, H-O-L-M-B-Y. Los Angeles police in the brew of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms and explosives said they arrested an unarmed man after uh, serving a uh, search warrant at the property around 4 o'clock in the morning. The suspect was arrested on uh, multiple uh, unlawful transportation, suspicion of unlawful transportation of firearms and and, uh, allegedly uh, lending or selling assault weapons. LAPD told the LA Times, photographers and video taken in the bus aftermath shows officers uh, surveying piles of rifles and pistols, stacks and blankets outside, stacked in blankets and pillowcases outside the home and boxes wrapped around uh, aluminum foil, according to the uh, reports from the uh, new local newspaper. They were trying to cover up and hide them. Authorities reported receiving an anonymous tip. Uh, anonymous tip about uh, someone legally manufacturing and selling weapons out of this particular property. Mm-hmm. When they went in there, they weren't just selling two or three of them mm-hmm. at, the, at the coffee table. They had a stockpile. And like I always say, these guns come from gun shows. Yeah. People right. understand, if you go down south mm-hmm. or go down anywhere, Mississippi, anywhere, uh, Florida, you always see these big old billboards. Gun show, yada, yada, yada. Gun shows are so inconspicuous that the people at the gun shows and the ones running the shows and the regulars that go there, they know you're a stranger when you pull in the parking lot. Mm. And when you go in there to go in there, they want to shake you down. Because mm. Joker's got, they got guns on tables selling them like a flea market. Yeah, and Joker's go out like, and most of them put guns in pillowcases because it's soft and you can throw it over your back and and they're falling down to the black neighborhood. That's why when the news when the news come on, I'm like saying, when they say, well, all the all the gun violence in Chicago, where are they getting these guns? Mm-hmm. At the gun show. <laughs> yeah, they bringing them by the train load, and, them off. and they got a, a little connection with the black community. <clears throat> yeah, that's how they make their money. Yeah. Wow. Too much. Too much. All right. Anyway, this is a very deep uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, it's unfortunate. we got to get to this next one. You finished, Papa? Yeah, I'm done. Got to get to 45. Just had to give me the damn story. <laughs> Trump pits uh, Florida against Puerto Rico over emergency aid. Mm-hmm. Panama City beats Florida. Trump renewed his attack on Puerto Rico at a rally on Wednesday. Oh, gosh. This time, pitting his supporters in the Florida against Puerto Rico, both which were destroyed by um, Category 5 hurricane. Goes on to say that the Trump administration plans to provide 90% of federal emergency cleanup funds to the state of Florida to help with the repair of the uh, Hurricane Michael last October. And aware of of complaints about a lack of disaster relief funding, the president blamed Democratic lawmakers and told his supporters, of course, you're getting your money one way or another. The Dems. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I, I don't even want to read these lines. Trump falsely claimed 
that Puerto Rico got $91 billion after the uh, Hurricane Maria in 2017 and complained that the island is asking for more money. He also said Puerto Rico received the largest amount. Hear what I'm saying? Puerto Rico received the largest amount of aid ever distributed. They got the largest amount of aid ever. Which is a lie. It's a lie. It's the most money we've 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 really given. Listen at him. So you know it's him talking. It's the most money we've really given to anybody. We've never given ninety one um billion dollars to a state, he said. Congress provided about hundred and twenty billion after the Katrina hurricane in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So how is it that you don't know these stats? He doesn't care. I know he doesn't. He, he don't listen to stuff as he goes. Right. So Trump has, has claimed the numbers are fabricated by his political opponents to make him look it. It's the Dems. The Dems are lying. Some Florida residents at the rally say they blame Congress and the Dems for the current situation, not Trump. Congress and the Dems are lying on me. Uh-uh. They're trying to make me look bad. He just need to shut the hell up. That's what he needs. <laughs> It's on my freaking nerves. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. But they were talking about he was just talking stupid. They they finally realized it after, what, two and a half years or two years that you're talking ignorant? What did you see? Comey? I'm sorry, was that it on Yeah, that, that was it. Comey was doing interviews, mm-hmm. and he was saying that Trump has a way of, what did he say, like biting off parts, pieces of your soul? Yeah. And yeah. before you know it, you're, you're like, sucked in. Mm-hmm. And that's you feel true. like, because I don't say anything to right. say, no, that's not true. Right. Your silence is like an agreement. Right. And he was saying, when Trump sits there talking about, I had the largest crowd at my inauguration. Right, right. I heard <laughs> you're like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the other stuff he says, well, I you know. know it's not true. I know. It's He's not like, true. if you don't say anything, it's like, well, if I don't say anything, I'm yeah. kind of like agreeing with it. Just sucked in his life. Yeah. He said, before you know it, peace of your soul is gone. <laughs> Look at Huckabee. Sarah Huckabee. Oh my that goodness. That woman probably oh has goodness. one crumb of her soul left. Oh my God. I can imagine what her father's saying to her. Lord him. Stay away from him. Stay away from that man. Well, you know her um uh, no, that's not her. I was thinking of uh Kellyanne. Her husband can't stand Trump. But you know he what's gonna happen is she's gonna leave there and she's gonna write a book, be a bestseller. She's gonna make all this money. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what everybody's doing, writing these books. I just wonder what her next job would be, because I can't imagine anybody saying, oh, yeah, she I want to hire her. You might not get one for me. That's what I'm saying, you know, because, oh, boy. Well, speaking of hot air, okay, there's a helium shortage going on. Did y'all hear about that? Yeah, really? I did. This is crazy. i never seen such a well, thing. Make, look, that makes sense now. I went to three stores a couple of weeks ago, and they kept telling me we're out of helium. I'm like, it's a dollar store. You want to be in That's not. I no. guess they said you better blow it up and throw it in the air. Yeah, we're going Tape to. Tape it to the wall. <laughs> but Party City has announced that it is going to permanently close 45 of its stores in the middle of this helium shortage. Oh. And they're saying that it has literally deflated their balloon sales. Oh. Although they're saying that their the closure has nothing to do with the helium shortage. Okay. It just happens to be an unfortunate yeah. coincidence, I right. suppose. Uh, Party City has about 870 locations. Wow. And they're saying that the closures are going to take place throughout the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. However, 
you know, they're saying that we're not really hurt by the helium shortage. Right. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Stop lying. Well, how many stores you closing? I don't know yet. They're saying they're going to be closing stores throughout 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're saying that, you know, usually on the average of 10 to 15 stores close each year, typically. Now, like, what kind of business model is that? No, I'm just, I can't get with that. They're saying typically 10 to 15 stores close each year mm-hmm. as part of our network optimization process. <laughs> they make really? up words. Really? Well, wait, let me use air quotes. As part of our, uh, what do you call it, network optimization <laughs> Okay. I'd hate to be in one of those, in one of the 10 to 15. So, anyway, yeah, they're saying that there's, um, they're denying that there's a link between the helium shortage and the store closures. Mm-hmm. Although they're noting that their total sales dropped 1.4% in the first quarter this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're attributing that to the lack of helium. Mm-hmm. So, like, on the one hand, you're agreeing, but on the other hand, you're saying, no, nah, but it really doesn't have anything to do with that. So, it sounds like they're full of hot air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just not helium. <laughs> So I don't know what's going on with the lack of helium. They're saying at the end of the story, they're saying that they've got a new source of helium, um, some other supplier that they're going to be getting helium. And, you know, they're saying that by 2021 they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. They reached an agreement with a new helium supplier that they'll be able to cope with the shortage for the next two and a half years. And that should eliminate the shortfall. So, but yet they're still closing stores, so. Why? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is um this uh, I was just doing a little research on Party City. They based out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, they based uh with a the company is in um, Elms Fort, uh, New York, but they started in Jersey, East Hanover. Um, okay. They said the company is the largest retailer of party goods in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Okay. Operating over 900 company-owned and franchise outlets under the Party City, Halloween City, and Toy City, and factory card and party outlets brand. Well, so they ain't doing too bad. Yeah, but just don't go to them looking for some helium balloons. Because <laughs> you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. And they All right. Started that, in, uh, that's so contradictive because... I've gone in there, and some of the employees have been so shifty <laughs> that I'm waiting all day in the line. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, I was going to say. So what the hell, is, it ain't the helium, it's the employees. Because some of them are so flighty, and you try to get something blown up, and they don't know where stuff is. And you almost got a point right there. The one with the football, the, 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 just right there. That one there. Yeah, right, right, right there. No, you're they right. Because I went in there one oh time, and I had already picked out the number of the balloon I wanted. So I'm in there like, okay, can I get four of number 12? Uh, is that the red one? I'm like, no, number 12. So now I have to go and show you. I'm like, what the freak is the number mm-hmm. for if you don't reference the number? And a lot of them are new, and they'll, they'll give you a balloon that's not fully inflated. I'd be like, yo, can you throw a little more helium in there, thing? Make the, make no, the, we make can't because we're running out. out of healing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's shift gears and go to you, Papa Didi. What's popping tonight? Might be the helium uh, shortage. Tonight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a shortage on what's popping. <laughs> I tell you, the one thing that's popping with me is that I just, 
personally, I, I really feel for these kids in these schools, you know, where the shootings are, you know, because the vulnerability of children, when you go to school, you know, you, you really think that you're safe in there, you know. And then what gets me, too, is when, like this last incident, when they're attacked by their own students. Mm-hmm. The students, they, they got the scoop on the, on the building and how to get in there. Yeah. They can prop something open, the back door in the back, they can prop it open. I mean, it's just it's a no-win situation for people that's trying to be, you know, uh, trying to make it right, trying to make it sacred. It's, if the students in there, because like I said earlier, as soon as this thing happened, the students knew just who the person was that did it. Uh, no, that's a and then the guy point. goes on the on the on the, the when he goes to court, they show him sitting there in front of the mic. He got his big old hair of red hair or pink hair, mm-hmm. and it's like fluffing all down his eyes. I mean, this man was living a very uh, society less life, mm-hmm. and then the right on the head on the fender of his car, you know, f society. Wow. You know, he was just he was just out of it. Just you know. Up. Yeah. And it's so interesting too because people gotta understand that when a student is not mashing with the people in their classroom, they get kind of crazy, yeah. you know. Because you know, I think it all goes back to when you look at cell phones and tablets and everything everybody has. When they get these things, nobody really puts a parental control on it. Mm. And these kids now are carrying these tablets and phones into the into the into the school. Yeah. Not to mention sitting on the stoop. Or during their recess period or a day where they're out, they got the phone there. They can go, they can Google, they can go to any kind of uh, porno site or, or whatever. Nobody's telling them what to do. So, therefore, they, they're growing their self up. Mentally, they think they're grown when they're just still kids. But their cell phone, their little iPhone could pull up anything. You know, a little young boy like the Jack is Pud, man, he could pull up titties all day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> all day. He just go on Google, titty, T-I-T-T-I-F, black titties, white titties, Asian titties, whatever you want to pull up. I mean, the whole parental aspect is gone, and then they go in there, and then they're in the school with other crazy people that they know is on the Internet. And then they may follow that person's Facebook or wherever and see how crazy they are, and nobody pays attention. They, I swear they could have nipped this thing in the bud the way them kids knew exactly who did it. Mm. And they could have went to the house and they would have seen the car with all that written on it and all that. I mean, they go there after the fact when somebody should tell them who's crazy in the school. And they, they need to investigate it before the fact because some kids are scared to death. I just want to close by saying I feel, feel for them. Because when you go to school at that young age like they are, you know, especially the school where they mm-hmm. shot up all those little small kids, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's crazy. you know, and then the one, one child, the father, ended up killing himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he committed mm-hmm. suicide because he was trying, he had all kind of advocacy groups and everything and scholarship funds, but after a while he killed himself because mm-hmm. his losing his little daughter just oh, yeah. broke his heart so bad that he yeah. just, just he mind. lost his mind, mm-hmm. lost, literally lost his mind. So. They, they they really should have paid attention to this this um parent that was really you Yeah, know. where did you get the guns? Him and the girl had a gun. She wow. was sixteen, he's eighteen, hmm. and they go around there shooting. It is crazy. It was just hmm. Hmm. like I said, I, I, I you know, my heart goes out completely with these kids going to school every day not knowing hmm. who's gonna come in there or who's gonna violate it and the parents being at home not knowing they're gonna get a Call that this school was shot up, and it's it's common. Yeah, it's common. You think you think when the last one happened, you say, "Wow, that was horrendous." Wow. 
But two weeks later, the the horrendous yeah. happens again. I think it was less than a, less than a week. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Yeah, but I just want to close on that, you know. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Papa Didi. Thank you. Yeah, I feel you on that one. All right. Well, it's time for the weird news. Are we going to break? Yeah, let's take a little small break so I can cook you some ice. All right. Got to refresh our beverages. You know, it's it's about that time. <laughs> oh, yes, it's time. All right, we're going to refresh our beverages, and we're coming back on the other side of the break with the weird news. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure you tell somebody that we're on the air. What's the number? Oh, the number is 914-803-4306. All right. Press 1. Press 1 and get in the queue. Mm-hmm. Zero six. What I say? Uh uh-uh. uh. See, we started. You said zero six. We're going to take this little Is that it? Uh uh-uh. uh. He had one too many. 803 4306. Uh uh. He's special. Yeah, we're about to take this. He needs some more ice. 914-803-4306. Yeah. Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, apajamaparty.com too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing the airtime. As you know, I was trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, up again. Can y'all tell me what time? Oh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock Western Time. <laughs> East West Coast Time. Right, right. Either way, so if you're in California, you call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock. If you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now you got it all. 7, 7 o'clock, if you're in... Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all see the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 right. o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9.15 CP Time, right? Yep, that's right. CP Eastern. Time, 9.15. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Lowe? Hey, come on, Mr. Lowe, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes with my glasses and melt it. Oh, jiggle my eyes. It's Friday night. And you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. 
So visit apajamaparty.com, check out the cocktail of the week, get your glass, and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew, doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. Not- All right, welcome back <laughs> to the pajama party. I'm one of your host, Papa D. <laughs> I'm in my kettle. Hello. And red wine. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all do the behind the scenes, boy, y'all, y'all, y'all will be drinking too. Trust and believe it's that. thing this grand is radio and not TV. <laughs> I tell you. Anywho, it is time for the weird <laughs> news. Come on with it. Yes. Oh, we got some weird stuff for uh, y'all tonight. Uh, after you finish this one uh, weird news, I'm going to tell you a little story after this one. Go ahead. Okay. Put your seatbelts on. Here we go. Right. I've got a snake peeks from the porch light, bites a man in the face. Oh, Lord. The simple act of opening a door turned into a terrifying moment for a man in Oklahoma when a snake leaped from the porch light and bit him in the face. And the entire scene was caught on a doorbell cam video. Footage showed Jarrell Haywood leave his car outside the house of his friend Rodney Copeland in Lawton, Oklahoma, on last Sunday. When Haywood opened the door, the house door, the snake attacked. Haywood could be heard calling out for his friend to take him to the hospital, where the medical staff later determined that the snake was not poisonous. No stitches, thankfully, but they cleaned me up pretty good, Haywood told CNN. I am on antibiotics. The snake, however, was killed on the spot by a neighbor with a hammer. Mm. (laughs) The hammer beat the crap out of that poor snake. It turned out wasn't even poisonous. But still, just snake. Yeah, but he was up in that light, you know, the little porch light. Mm -hmm. So when he was standing there at the door going in the house, that joint jumped out and went, yeah! So when a snake comes at you, that's what you think? Because was it poison or not? <laughs> no, I'm not thinking that. No. I'm thinking I'm about to you die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Even a little green garden snake? I don't care if it was a two-inch snake. I'd be like, oh, no. Well, I'm going to give you all one better than that. Just went into a store not too long ago, playing, playing my numbers, lottery numbers. And I'm standing there playing my numbers. So a guy comes in. He must be a regular. Hey, man, what's up? You know, what he had wrapped around his damn hand, a medium-sized mf snake around his hand? Around his hand. I was going to go, pew, out the door. <laughs> he was seeing some smoke. So the guy, he finally left. I was like, okay, but I was over there in the corner. So it was a he, guy. He's going away. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was a. It was. It was a guy sitting there, looking at his numbers. I said, "Sir, did you see the guy with the snake on his hand?" He said, "No, where is he?" <laughs> he gone. He said, "What's the date?" He said, "People do the darndest things." Oh, he, no. he was just sitting there, just tickled. He was. Uh, you guy, yo man, that gambling got you like. Touch, man. You might want to look up <laughs> see what's going on. Woo. And a one-legged man come in with a snake around his hand, and you missed that? Mm. <laughs> He's like, I was trying to get my numbers right. 
All right. Well, that's my snake story. <laughs> mm. Oh, all right. Uh, what you got for us, Papa D? Oh man, let's see. We got a the Kentucky Derby that just went down. Uh, what? You know, big controversy went on there. But yeah, this here, this here has to do with the Kentucky Derby of 1997. Okay. It was a winner named Silver Charm. Mm-hmm. What they're doing up there is they're selling his poop. Mm, come on now. And people that are real horse enthusiasts <clears throat> are really buying this stuff. For two hundred dollars, you can buy. Mm. A small jar of uh, horse doo-doo mm. that belonged to uh, Silver Charm. $200 for a small oh, bottle. Is the horse still uh, cranking it out? No, nah, that horse probably did by now. That's some old shit. He has to be alive if they sell him. That's some old wait, shit. Wait, wait, he went, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what did he do with it? Let's see, fertilize. Oh, go ahead, bitch. Sorry, Pop. He's owning horses with the fertilizer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> some old shit. Did you this hear? Crazy. Did you hear what year I said? I heard ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Okay, now this is a horse. This, but that's an old this horse. It's still producing poop. Wait a minute. All right, let's first, let's first establish. Woo. Hell no. Old horse. Let's establish how long ago was nineteen ninety-seven. How? So how he won back in ninety-seven. How long how ago was nineteen ninety-seven? I can't. That was uh, 97, 2017. Twenty-two years ago. <clears throat> 22 years ago. Now, oh, when, he, right? when, when this horse won his race, usually when horses win the race, they're usually between maybe three and five years old. Uh, uh, okay, right. so he's 26 years old. Oh How many God. animals do you know live like 26 years? Mm, mm, not many. If you're out there you want to Google it, Google it for us and let us know. Mm. The horse's name was uh, Silver Charm. If you Google it, just let us know when he died because we know he's dead. You think he's dead? <laughs> but how can they be generating po- anyway? What, what's the rest of the story? That's crazy. I want well, to know what are they doing? They with probably the poop. cut his stomach open before he died and took all the poop out. <laughs> what, what are they doing with <laughs> the it? World, I'm trying to understand. What are you going to do oh, with 22 year old? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did they say what they did with it? I mean, what is it? <laughs> They put it up there on the mantle or something? <laughs> I know people collect some Come on, Bob, what the story say? What are they doing with the poop? <laughs> 22-year-old poop. What are they doing with it? It's only $200, it? you know, it's only $200. What are they doing with it? All right, all right. If so, the jars of, of <clears throat> the jars by Kentucky for Kentucky went on sale May 1st. Oh, the Lexington Herald leader oh reported the uh, <clears throat> artist, this guy's name was uh, Coleman Larkin. Is the mastermind behind the uh, expensive crap? And the con artist. All right, sales from the Derby Turds uh, <laughs> will go toward Old Friends Farm in Georgetown, a thoroughbred retirement facility, uh, which which is where Silver Charm calls home. So he is still living. Wow. He's still bringing out. The newspaper home. says the supplies of the of the uh, rising uh, raisin ra- raisin covered. Uh, Feces is limited. They put raisins on it. Oh, my gosh. To make it more attractive. That is just too much information. Larkin <laughs> said that the most difficult part of the creative project is asking uh, the type of people that uh, own million-dollar thoroughbreds if they can please have some horse turd to put in a jar. <laughs> well, what do they do with it? <laughs> I'm not understand. 
understand it. He's trying to get people to own million dollar horses <laughs> to poop in a jar oh, so he can God. get a deal with them, but they claim oh, right now they don't have really time for it. And again, what do people do with the horse poop? It didn't say. <laughs> they just collect it? But, uh, He's trying to get a horse deal. <laughs> Trying to collaborate with some other poopers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, God. we want some more current turd, is what he wants. All right, that way it's probably, it's probably moister. Yeah, this, okay. this, this dude is probably dry. He wants okay. more moisture. I, I got okay. a, a long, nasty one here. Florida okay. man faces obscenity charges with a window sticker. Okay, Florida man facing obscenity charges for having an I. I can't even say. <laughs> Okay, okay, I know how you work for Red Ryan gave me this shit. I'd rather have done the shit damn uh, story. Um, <laughs> his thing says, I, I eat ass. <laughs> the window sticker. Or this pickup truck finds his arrest a little hard to swallow. His name is Dylan Shane Webb. He's 23. He was arrested on Sunday afternoon in Lake City after Columbia County Sheriff's deputy saw the message on the rear window of the vehicle. When the officer pulled Webb over, he claimed the sticker violated a Florida statute dealing with the possession and distribution of obscene material. Mm. Webb disagreed, saying the message was just words. <laughs> that prompted the deputy to ask Webb... Oh, how a parent of a small child would explain the meaning of this of these words, to which Webb replied that it would be up to the parent. Okay. The deputy then gave Webb a notice to appear at the Columbia County Courthouse on May 23rd and took a photo of the offending sticker. Oh, we have a picture of it. <laughs> but <clears throat> when the deputy asked Webb to remove one of the letters from the word as, so the statement on the sticker would no longer be derogatory. The suspect refused, <laughs> citing his First Amendment rights. Okay, now. Okay. He said, I can <clears throat> say what I want to say. So Webb was in charge with resisting and taken to jail, only to be, be released several hours later on a $2,500 bond? What? The truck was towed, but Webb said the sticker was still in place when he retrieved the vehicle from the impound lot. <laughs> Webb now plans to file a wrongful arrest lawsuit against the sheriff's office. Okay, now. Webb said he put the sticker on the truck less than a week before his arrest as a group joke with several other friends. He says, quote-unquote, I guess this cop just didn't find it funny. I guess and he not. thought he was to put me in jail. Mm. So mm-hmm. what's vulgar to me might not be vulgar to somebody else. Okay. Well, that's true. But that's all, folks. If he don't like it, don't look at it. <laughs> but maybe, maybe man, he, he, he said, I eat ass. That's what he said. <laughs> he, he wanted to put that on his car. Maybe he was advertising. Maybe. 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 But I'm what, just saying what that. What uh-oh. Whatever you to do. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm just saying, for the cop to say to him, well, what what is a parent supposed to tell their kid if the kid looks out their window as you drive by and sees that? Why is he concerned about that? Right. 
I mean, I'm not every parent. I'd be like, it's kind of bumper stickers, but people do whatever they do. Right, but if you're the parent and you riding past a man, Johnny, don't look at that. <laughs> don't look at that bumper. It's <laughs> up to that parent to do what he gonna do with that child. Let them figure out how to explain it. Right, mommy, what's that? Oh, child, don't look at that. Don't look at that, John. Yep. <laughs> what does that mean? That's a bad word. I eat. It's like, stop that. Don't read that. <laughs> Why not? What's A-S-S? Hey, ass, what's that mean? It means he eats donkeys. Leave it alone. Mm. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, that's the weird news for tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go in and say we're going to keep moving. No, I'm going to keep it going. Okay. I'm just saying. I got one just real quick. How stupid. Um. What's it called? How stupid can you be? <laughs> How ass, stupid can you be? The ass bumper sticking and got uh, Yeah, that one got me. Now, this one has to do with um, San Francisco, a teacher mm. who was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Apparently, in San Francisco, they still have a law or a rule or something on their book mm. that when a teacher takes sick leave, she has to pay for a substitute. Now, I never heard any crazy stuff like that. I think that is so asinine and ridiculous and stupid. So I'm just saying, how stupid can y'all be? So the parents at this San Francisco elementary school are rallying around the second grade teacher after finding out <clears throat> excuse me, that the state law requires her to pay for her own substitute while she's on medical leave fighting breast cancer. And I'm just saying, how stupid can y'all be? So in response to this stupid law, some parents and teachers and lawmakers are now questioning whether this 1970s era policy needs to change. I'm like, really? Y'all are wondering whether it needs to change? You think? Yep. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It obviously needs to change. Why are y'all wondering whether it needs to change? So anyway... Uh, one of the uh, senators in California is saying that she's interested in reviewing the law. You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you need to review? Why should a teacher have to pay a substitute anytime she needs to take sick leave? That's just stupid off the break. So for this congresswoman, Connie Leva, L-E-Y-V-A, put her on the kiss it list, please. Senator Connie Lever from California to say she's going to review it. I'm like, how about you figure out how you're going to get rid of it? Anyway, back in the early 1970s, California lawmakers passed this law requiring school districts to deduct the substitutes' pay from the salaries of the teacher that they were subbing for. Wow. I'm just saying, what kind of sick, stupid idea was that even back in the <laughs> 1970s? Mm. That's crazy. So the San Francisco teachers get 10 paid sick days every year, and when that's exhausted, they can they can use what they have like a sick leave bank where people donate sick leave that they have not used mm-hmm. so that they can borrow sick leave mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. But they're still getting this stupid deduction for the substitute coming out of their check. I'm just saying this is crazy. Mm-hmm. How stupid can y'all be to let this continue? Substitute teachers in San Francisco cost an average of $203.16 per day, which means that most of these teachers that are on extended sick leave in that district will only get about half of their daily pay because the other half is going to the substitute. Mm-hmm. Teachers can donate, like I said, they're to the leave bank and borrow when they need it, but it's bad enough that teachers are some of the lowest paid people in the country. 
But for San Francisco to impose this stupidity on them, I'm just saying, how stupid can y'all be? Mm-hmm. Lawmakers need to put an end to this stupidity immediately. Stop disrespecting the teachers in San Francisco. Why should they have to pay for their substitutes? I, it, I, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. It's a shame that the parents have started or had to start a GoFundMe page to help this second grade teacher mm-hmm. who's fighting breast cancer to be able to have some money to not only cover her medical situation, but to pay for the stupid substitute. Yeah. So that, that's all I'm saying. This is red wine. I'm just saying, how stupid are these people in San Francisco if they don't get rid of this stupid policy immediately? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We put the San Francisco school district on the kissing list. Yeah. All right. Well, we can take a quick break and come back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. Right now. Ooh, it's the Pajama Party Show. I got to put some ice on my head. They got me fired up. We'll be right back. Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online. Or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One of you is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bumps, my darling. All right. Yay. Uh, let's see. Um, living for the city. What's going on in the city, Papa? Yeah, I guess it's probably what's not going on in the city. As you can see, it doesn't look like, you know, that the whole uh, gun situation has really hit black schools, you know, or predominantly black public schools. And there's a ton of those all over the world. So it's going to show you that the affluency of this particular crime really begins with the parents, you know. But then I say begins the parents because they should be having more watchful eye. But after a while, you can't blame the parents because them kids just get crazier and crazier. And there's so many exotic drugs out here today. So many synthetic drugs, you know. Drugs that just almost give you a high with a countdown. You can take the drug and count down to 20 and know you're going to be bugged up in 20 seconds. And it's going to last for like four minutes. Hmm. That's how all this designer stuff works is by design and they get so hooked on it because it puts a seal around their lungs where they just need to keep feeding it which is like anything else any other tobacco product or what have you will draw a seal around your lungs and your lungs feel like it constantly needs it but I don't know it's just uh, like I said I didn't mean to go back on the whole school thing but it's, it's very uh, I can imagine the kids going to different schools imagine somebody infiltrating and while they're in the lunchroom just, just you know it's not right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, yeah, I just want to put that out there. You know, 
She threw some serious shade on the ex-husband. Uh, Uh-uh. The alleged mistress, the Wendy Williams host, says women who go after married men have a special place in hell. Uh-oh. So is she calling out her ex-Kevin uh, Hunter and his alleged baby mama drama? Sure. Alleged? Ain't no alleged. <laughs> that man went and had a, had a baby with somebody yeah, else. One woman in the house, not too far from there, from, from their house. I mean, come on, man. Really? Yeah, he went and got some local extra stuff. Right. She was um, talking about uh, Alicia Carey. She was at the red table with Jada Pickett, and she was just explaining how women, they just don't respect her, and they be in her space. Like, if they trying to holler at the husband or say hi, hey, like, she's not even there. Oh, So, okay. she's like, she's just tired of that shit. Okay. She said, you better respect me. Right now, better back up now. Backing on up. Mm-hmm. I did hear a little story. Um, Jada Pickett, uh, daughter Willow. Mm-hmm. was saying when she was younger um, that um, Will Smith was interviewing or something and the woman kept coming at him. And um, she was a young girl, about six or seven. She said she jumped in her father's lap and said, my mother is going to be here shortly. <laughs> you better back up. <laughs> you better act like you know. Right? <laughs> oh, boy, that was cute. Um, and also, Billy Bush finally gets a TV gig after the Trump scandal. Oh, my goodness. That's been almost three years, and he was on the ground for three years. That's a long time. Yeah, I'm surprised he's going to. But you know what? Never mind. Go ahead. He, a... he, he, uh, he will host Extra Extra, an updated version of the current syndicated entertainment show, Extra. And they're calling it what? Extra Extra. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to see what's going to happen with the Billy Bush. Okay. It's going to be interesting. I didn't realize that uh, w, uh, George W. Bush was his cousin. I, I mean, I know he's a Bush, okay. but I didn't know what the relationship was. Yeah, that's his cousin. Getting advice from his cousin. So. Interesting. It is. Well, that's my Hollywood wrap-up for the night. All right. Thank you. Oh, I got one more to add. Sure. Tyra Banks. Is going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh. This will be her third Sports mm. Illustrated mm. cover. How old is she? She is, I want to say, 45. She's doing well. Though. I think she's 45. No, right now. And she's changed her name. Huh? Her model name. She has changed it to, I don't know if it was just her last name, but she's changed it to Banks, B-A-N-X. I don't know if she's keeping the Tyra, but mm-hmm. I know the last name, I think it's Banks, B-A-N-X. Hmm. So, like, that's her new model name or something like that. Oh, but, mm-hmm. but, yeah, she was, you know, talking about how, you know, she's done all this stuff with her Model Land mm-hmm. project about all body types and everything, and with her being now 45. Mm-hmm. She's not been in the modeling game for about 13, 14 years or so. Been a minute then. Yeah. But she's doing an amusement park or something. Yeah, that's the model land. Okay, model land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's getting ready to do her thing, you know. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very much so. All right. All right. Next episode of of, uh, Tyra Banks is going to go for things. Got talent for her. Yes, she did. 
she figured they want a good fit, or she just moving on. Well, she she was moving on because she was doing something with that um, light. What is it called? Not the mannequin, life size, or the the movie she did oh, where okay. she was the mannequin that came to life. Mm-hmm. There were two of them, and they were going to do a third one. Gotcha. So she left. America's Got Talent gotcha. to go and work on that. They pay me more money. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to go do this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Kettle, for You're that. Welcome. All right. All right. Uh, the cocktail of the week. Cocktail of the week. Oh, I got something for you. Come on with it. Brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Mm. That's our parent company. Mm-hmm. So y'all check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cocktail of the week is the gingered... Apple sparkler. Mm-hmm. This oh, is a good one for this time of year. Mm-hmm. Gingered apple apple sparkler. Mm-hmm. The ingredients are one and a half ounces of vodka, mm-hmm. one and a half ounces of sour sour apple liqueur, mm-hmm. a splash of Angostura bitters, and four ounces of chilled Brooklyn crafted ginger beer, or whatever kind of ginger beer you have, mm-hmm. and a maraschino cherry. And some ice. Mm-hmm. Now, the ginger beer they recommend for this particular drink is actually called the Brooklyn Crafted Ginger Beer Mini Lemon Lime. Mm. I've never seen that before, so that I, I would assume that would change, you know, the flavor the profile. But if you can't find that, maybe just try a ginger beer. So anyway, to make this, you want to fill a cocktail shaker with ice, add the vodka and the liqueur and the bitters, shake it well. Shake it up good, mm-hmm. then strain it into an ice-filled highball glass. Mm-hmm. Then you want to top it off with the uh, ginger beer, ginger beer, and add the maraschino cherry. Okay. It's a very sexy-looking drink. Sounds refreshing. It's very refreshing, and in this particular photo that they're showing, mm-hmm. it looks like they actually garnished it with some slices of apple. Okay. And I think that would actually be a very good idea. So if you want to garnish it with a slice, couple of slices of apple, mm-hmm. oh, wow. you can uh, do that. Because okay. then once you drink it, you can bite on those uh, slices of apple, mm-hmm. or you know, offer a bite of apple to somebody you sit <laughs> next to. Now that's sexy. <laughs> I'm just saying that's sexy. Woo-wee. All right. Well, what is that cocktail called again? This one is called the, uh, let me get the name right, the Gingered Apple Sparkler. Mm-hmm. And the Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment at D.C. Home, I mean, DCHomegrown.com. That's our parent company. Check them out. And uh, check out their website and uh, the companies that sponsor us and support us. Let's support them. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and get ready for the Kiss It list. Okay. So if you have anybody you want to put on the Kiss It list, now is your time to call in, put their names on the list, and we will definitely call them out. The number is 914-803-4306, and press 1. Call us up. Let us know who else do we need to add to the Kiss It list for this week, and we'll be right back. This is Kettle with the Yellow Top. Join me every Friday for my segment called Kettle's Corner, where I'll be talking about any and everything from Hollywood to far 
Rockaway, New York, and everything in between. I'll take one of this week's headlines that caught my eye and give it Kettle's point of view. So join me, that's Kettle with the yellow top, every Friday night on the Pajama Party. Uh, uh, new headlines are coming in now, so I gotta go check them out. And I'll see you in Kettle's Corner. Right, we're going to come in with the Kessie List. The Kessie List is going to be a list of people to show their butt and uh, do some crazy stuff. People don't know who we are first. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, who well, are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we reappearing? Yeah. <laughs> we're okay, we're coming up for air. <laughs> I'm Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And uh, Red Wine. Me, me, me. <laughs> okay. Now that we establish who we already are. Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> Kiss and Listen is a group of people that showed their butt last week or a couple of days ago, and uh, we got a list of everybody that showed out. Sure do. Yeah, we put them on a list called the Kiss It List. Mm-hmm. That so young boy and that young really girl feel. that shot up at school. Definitely. Definitely them, and they live to, to see it. How do you do that when you can get killed just mm. driving while black? Wow, know? wow. Anyway, we won't go there. Well, I got a few. The Silver Charm Horse, Coleman Larkin, the guy that's collecting the poop. Yes, the horse poop. Um, Senator Connie Lever of uh, California, that's stupid law about the um, substitute teachers. Making substitutes pay for their, I mean, making teachers pay for their substitutes. That's crazy. It's like the waiter paying the bus boy. Crazy. And the San Francisco lawmakers and the school districts. All of them. Y'all, y'all just crazy. In Colorado, the school district uh, at that STEM school, Mm -hmm. they're not paying attention when the parents are trying to tell y'all that these kids are reaching the limit of stress and and stuff is about to pop off and y'all need to pay attention. And they just told them, shh, shh. Go sit down. But you know, maybe, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't want to put a petition out there. Man, they need to be shut down. They might need they, to. Yeah, they just moving too fast on this school. Okay. Also, Trump with the tariffs, put him on the list. Mm-hmm. And for trying to pit the people in uh, the rally in uh, Florida yep. against the people in Puerto Rico. And that's on that. Talking all that crazy stuff about Puerto Rico getting $91 billion. That That man can't stand his good. Ridiculous. Right. Say it. And this whole situation with the Mueller, with the Mueller report. I just want to put all of that on the mm. kiss it list. Mm. I'm so sick of that. Wait a minute. My thing is, how can you not show up? You're in contempt of court, but these MFs won't go get you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go back to the bumper sticker. But your ass can show up on the stage. Somebody just retired. I'm not sure who it was. You you know who it was, Papa? Somebody just retired. And boss, AWS. Uh-huh. On the stage with those people. Of course he was. I'm like, are you serious? Because he, because Trump already probably told him, you don't have to go for whatever the Democrats oh. are telling you. You got to come and testify. Oh, oh, oh. oh, can I put Trump Jr. 
Yes. Yes. Rich, Rich, it looks so good. Yes. All that mess he's talking. That's why the missus left. She said, okay, I ain't being wrapped up with this shit yeah. yet. See you yeah. later. She bye bye. This boat got a leak in it. I'm Ooh. getting out. I know that's <laughs> And that black sealer's crap would yeah. not help her. Wasn't going to do it. Nope. She said, I'm taking the kids and myself up out of here. Okay. I don't blame them. Uh, anybody else on the list? Roger Cadell. Craft. Craft. Yeah. He still ain't getting. He's still trying to get them to kill his records. Uh-uh. I show that video. There ain't no Bill Cosby. Anyway, he has got on sale. Well, <laughs> okay. okay. Anybody else, Papa? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well, all of y'all are on the kiss it list, and here's your prize. Welcome back to the Pajama Party when it was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. <laughs> That's my darling. You're driving me nuts. What's your last word, Papa? I'll let you go first. What's your last word, Papa? Oh, man. You know, I'm just so glad to uh, heard some troubling news in Philadelphia about uh, someone I knew and was pretty close to as a child. He got shot today. And I'm just glad that, uh, that there's stabilized and uh, that it wasn't no senseless act of uh, taking somebody out of here. I'll keep it at that. I won't elaborate on it for the confidentiality of the family. But uh, like I said, I'm glad that a good friend of mine that was today in an incident is uh, in, in perspective from what I hear from talk of people back at the hometown. So, my brother, I hope you have a speedy recovery, and I'm glad you're going to get through this. I won't say no names. I'm going to put that out there. What's your last word, My last word is all of this senseless violence needs to stop. You know, we keep talking and hearing people talk about mental health and people need help with mental health and all of this. I don't know if it's a mental health issue or if it's something spiritual or what it is, but whatever it is, this stuff needs to stop. People just shooting people over crazy stuff. You know, when you watch the local news, it's like the death report. They go on and on about who got shot, who got shot today, how many people got killed today. It's ridiculous. People need to find another way to express their frustration, emotion, anger, whatever it is. Find another way to express it. Grabbing a gun and shooting and killing somebody is not the answer. 
It doesn't solve anything. So I'm just saying all that stuff has got to stop. It's got to stop. We have got to find a way to coexist with one another. You know, I know Rodney King said, can't we all get along? I'm saying, can't we all coexist? Tired of it. What's your last word, Kim? Oh, boy. My last word is drugs are not your friends. Um, just recently, um, there's been a, like you said again, a senseless death. Young man trying to get himself together. Unfortunately, he decided to go back to the drug field or whatever you want to call it. And we lost him a couple of days ago. It's sad, sad, sad. Drugs are not your friend. And also today, I saw on, on the CBS Morning Show that they were talking about how they're making these quote-unquote generic drugs over um, seas, uh, India, and different places. And they're falsifying the records on these generic drugs and they're sending those drugs over here to the United States. They say they, uh, the FDA, they watch United States. They're more guarded here, but then you go over there in another country. No, they're not. You know, they come every blue moon to go check out the company, but, you know, and and also they're falsifying records too. Yeah. So they said those inspections are staged. Right. So if you're doing generic drugs, recreational drugs, I would say that's a no-no. Just go with the real deal. Even if you got to pay a little bit out of pocket, go with the real deal. And like I say again, those recreational drugs are not your friend. So let's do something different, people. Right about it. That's like I'm saying. you got to find another way to cope. Yep. yep. Whatever it is in life that's, that's a, a, what is that thing, speed bump. Whenever you hit a speed bump in life, you got to find another way to cope. Yep. Grabbing a gun or grabbing a pipe or grabbing a syringe, that's not the answer. No, it's not. Mm-mm. But my thing is, when you are a quote-unquote young adult, you need to learn how to become an adult. Because mm-hmm. that's how you deal with life and problems and just everyday situations. You know, so. You right about it. All right. Right, get them out. Let's just, you know, I, I, I yeah. I'm trying yeah. to be optimistic for this generation. Or they're not going to just wipe each other out. Hope not. I hope not. Yeah. But they have got to find. All of us have got to find a way to cope. Yeah. Have you been hearing, Papa Didi? Have you heard about veterans? Uh, all the veterans committing suicide. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a bit, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, veterans are taking their own lives at record numbers, mm-hmm. and it seems like nobody can do much about it. So who are they talking to? Yeah. Who are these veterans talking to to say, I've got these thoughts in my head, or this is how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and I'm on the brink of saying, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, they who do, do they go to? I've seen some programs where they do have the pets, the dogs, whatever, cats that get close to the vets and um, seem like the vets, they cope a little better. So maybe they need more programs like that, you know. I don't know. Yeah. They need something. Yeah. Because the suicides are up. People try to blame some of the young people's suicides on that movie, not movie, a series that was on. Some some series somebody had out. I don't know if it was 
not Netflix, maybe, I don't know. Something to do with suicide with young people. Oh, okay. That, whatever that series was called. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to blame a lot of the young people committing suicide on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily that's what it was. Right. I think they just looked at that and felt like, right. okay, that's a way out. Yeah. But anyway, okay. okay. Well, thanks for hanging with us tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it again uh, next Friday night. We'll be here. Hope you'll join us, too. Uh, thanks again to our parent company, DC Homegrown, for uh, taking care of the bills and keeping us on the air. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank you very much. You're so kind. Uh, we want to say uh, to the brother that got shot that Papa Didi was referencing, we hope you have a speedy recovery. And uh, to the brother that uh, Kettle was mentioning, sorry about the loss in that family. We hope that they can find a way to get through it all. I don't know, but, you know, band together. Mm. Support one another. Mm. We're going to say goodnight. Do it again next Friday night. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Cal. Goodnight. This is Red Wine signing off. We'll do it again next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi ko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.